We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Recent veterans will tell you if you use it right, the post 9-11 GI Bill can buy you a great education. More and more vets are earning degrees at really good colleges and universities. But not all prestigious educational institutions are equal when it comes to actively recruiting vets into the student body. I recently talked with the president of one that is the University of Southern California. Now, in fair disclosure, I've got to tell you, I earned my undergraduate degree at SC while I was still on active duty in the Marine Corps. That was back in the late 80s, though, under an old GI Bill. I had to pay a lot of the tuition out of pocket, and there was just one university staffer part-time helping to deal with VA paperwork. Talking with Max Nikias, who leads USC now, I see that a lot has changed. I asked him if at more colleges these days, student veterans are being factored into calculations of campus diversity. For our university, it does. We felt from the beginning very strongly that we should enroll uh, as many veterans as we can at the university. Uh, It contributes to the diversity fabric of our university. I find it very educational also for the rest of our students to have the opportunity to meet and interact with our veteran students. And, of course, our university, for more than 100 years, uh, has had with the U.S. military this uh, relationship that uh, what became in 1943 and thereafter the ROTC program. But it has existed on our campus since 1917. When I lived in Los Angeles, I met many World War II veterans who had come back from the war and gotten degrees at USC, gone on to work in engineering and in other fields. Uh, When I was on campus, there were not many veterans, actually. There was one person who had a part-time job to help with VA paperwork, but that was a different time. Now there's the post-9-11 GI Bill, which makes it much easier for well-qualified veterans to go to good universities. Uh, Do you find that there are still some barriers, though, that are keeping uh, veterans from getting to the best universities? I... Honestly, don't know that if there are any barriers. Uh, For us, it was kind of easy and straightforward. I'm here to tell you that we have close to 1,100 students uh, who study under veteran benefits. Actual veterans, about 820, and the rest are family members of veterans. And in addition to that, on top of that, we have 150 ROTC students. So overall, it's a big number for us as a university. And uh, it has been very easy to recruit uh, the veteran students. Of course, we have to make sure that uh, they have the academic preparation so they can handle the coursework. As you contrast what you've been able to do at USC, though, with other comparable universities, do you see that same sort of active recruiting elsewhere? Uh, Some universities are doing better than others, Uh, and uh, uh, I should tell you that uh, for us, uh, we have been very proactive recruiting veteran students. For example, our School of Business went out of its way, the Marshall School of Business, to introduce a new MBA program, it's one-year master's program in business for veteran students. And we enroll every year about 45 to 50 of them. 
And by the way, they line up jobs, all of them. There is a 100% placement rate once they graduate, that they start their careers. In that program, is it veterans just studying with veterans, or are they part of the larger student community? This particular program is just veterans studying with veterans. Uh, and the reason we do it, it's only one year instead of, uh, instead of two years, because we believe that they already have the leadership qualities, and therefore they don't need the extra leadership courses. That raises the question, though, of, of programs specifically for veterans or including veterans in the larger community as part of their transition effort. Where do you see the best sweet spot for that? Well, the, uh, for us, again, it, all the other programs, uh, the veterans are part of the largest student population in the classroom. And, uh, but also what we found uh, is that uh, the veterans, they wanted to have their own center on campus. Uh, they wanted to hang out together. And uh, the person that lobbied on their behalf that I should do it is General Petraeus, who has been a professor at USC and, uh, and also someone that I consider a close friend and a great advisor. And he explained to me the importance of establishing a veteran center on campus just for them. And that's what we did. And we have it in the student center, uh, in the, which is actually in the middle of the campus next to Tommy Trojan. When you have a veteran center, it helps in the transition. Have you discovered any sort of other, I don't know if adaptation is the right word, ways that you have been able to help veterans smoothly move from uh, formation on a military base into a classroom? Well, well, the, when they come on campus, so uh, yes, we have some uh, special tutorial sessions in order to help them in the transition. Uh, but also we do uh, something more for them. We host on our campus job fairs, uh, and we invite uh, the business uh, community of the L.A. Basin or Southern California. Uh, it's a great event. It's like a festival over the weekend. Uh, and uh, this is a way to help our veterans, not just those who study at USC, but also of the L.A. basin, uh, to, uh, looking for a job to make it easy for them to find employment. Now, I know there's a big veteran community in Los Angeles, and we'll talk about the university in that in a moment. I've had conversations with people about the sorts of schools they think veterans should go to, and these are people who are non-veterans. And I, I had raised the question... One sees a pretty good representation of well-qualified veterans in graduate schools uh, around the country. But when it comes to colleges and a student, uh, someone who's served maybe five or six years in the military, has not yet completed an undergraduate degree, I hear from a lot of people, well, they should just go to a state college. They should just, uh, you know, go, go anywhere and sort of take all the credits they've accumulated. And I, I wonder, shouldn't we see as a diversity matter more of these students in the better universities around yes. the world. Can't, can't the universities benefit and they benefit from it? Yes, uh, I, I fully agree with that, and that's why I'm very proud to say that at the University of Southern California, we do that. Uh, if you compare USC with our private peers, the members of the AAU, the Association of the American Universities, which is the top 25 private universities members, we are the only ones who enroll transfer students from community colleges because we believe in that kind of diversity. And many of the students that we enroll are, fit exactly the profile. They're veteran students. They tend to be a little bit older. And at some point at the age of 24, or 25, or 26, they go to a community college to get a degree. And then we give them the opportunity to come to USC 
and get a USC four-year degree. Now, even the generous post-9-11 GI Bill doesn't cover all costs at the best colleges. When CBSI on Veterans returns, University of Southern California President Max Nikias tells us how his and some other universities kick in money to cover the difference. And he'll talk about academic programs USC has created for people wanting to help vets. There is a great need out there for us to train military social workers because we have our veterans coming back and within 24 hours they find themselves from the battlefield driving on the 405 in Southern California. And that's really a shock. They need the proper counseling. And not only for them, but also for their family members how to help them. We've got more just ahead. Stay with us. We're back with more CBSI on Veterans. I'm Chaz Henry, continuing our conversation with Max Nikias. He's president of the University of Southern California, and we're talking about how easy or difficult it can be for men and women leaving military service to get into really good private colleges. At many, tuition and fees can rise beyond even the amounts covered by the generous GI Bill. I asked Dr. Nikias about a program a handful of colleges have organized so student vets don't have to pay that extra difference. There's the Yellow Ribbon Program, which I know USC participates in. Tell me a little bit about how that works. Well, the Yellow Ribbon Program, we match a dollar for a dollar. And therefore, we make sure that the Yellow Ribbon veteran students who come to USC, they graduate with no debt because we fully match the funding from that program. Not all private universities do that. Uh, General Petraeus and I, a few years ago, uh, co-authored an opinion editorial that was published in USA Today urging the rest of the private universities, my peer universities, uh, to do this. Uh, Out of the 25 private universities, only nine, including USC, uh, is matching the Yellow Ribbon uh, program in dollar to a dollar. Other than uh, arguing that on on the basis of, well, it's a great thing to do for these people who have served, what other advantages are there to a university to make that decision to cover this extra cost, uh, beyond what the GI Bill would pay. It's the, it's the right thing to do. It greatly contributes to the diversity of the student population of our campus. When I was uh, on campus in the 1980s, the military wasn't a big part of the uh, the society. This was, I, but the I, ROTC program was there. That's, we, never, we never kicked them off campus, and for that, the record. That is a distinction for <laughs> USC when, when many other universities in, in this AAU group uh, didn't follow that path. It's part of, and I looked at the history of the university. I've been with USC for 28 years, and uh, I'm a history buff, so I love reading history, uh, history books. So I learned as much as I could about the university and its humble beginnings. And one thing I honestly liked is that it was always very welcoming place for our veterans, uh, and welcoming with open arms. So this is part of who we are. It defines the character of the institution. And for me as president, that puts, I feel, an extra responsibility to ensure that uh, we we preserve this character that our institution has. During your period as president and watching veterans uh, become a larger part of the campus population, what advice do you give to someone who may be in the military right now thinking about getting out and uh, looking at their future education plans? Well, I would, I would definitely tell them, seriously explore USC. Come and visit us. 
how 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 might beyond that how might they uh, they prepare and and as uh, you know looking at uh, at USC as one of their options across the country if they want to get an undergraduate degree from the university and they feel academically they are not fully prepared i would advise them that still they come and meet with our admissions officers they will give them the proper advice what they need to do they may have to go to a community college first for 2 years and then transfer uh, so we can give them advice what to do so we make the USC education uh, a reality and also affordable to them. We've talked about students on campus, and then there's the other sort of activity that happens at a university, is research and, and academic yes. programs. Tell me again about this Masters of Social Work program, how that came to be, and what its goal is. Well, yeah, I'll never forget it. Uh, we have a very talented uh, dean in our School of Social Work, Marilyn Flynn. She has been there for 15 years. And when I was provost in 2006, uh, she walked into my office and said, there is a great need out there for us to train military social workers because we have our veterans coming back at that time from Iraq. And within 24 hours, they find themselves from the battlefield driving on the 405 in Southern California. And that's really a shock. They need uh, to be able to transition. They need the proper counseling. And not only... Uh, uh, for them, but also for their family members, how to help them. So I provided as provost the initial funding to start this program. And it has become so successful that now it's offered online nationwide. And we have already graduated more than 2,500 students with a master's degree in military social work. And have you heard, uh, just anecdotally, where some of them ha- have ended up, what they're, they're doing? They're everywhere, especially we're working with uh, military families, uh, especially in, uh, uh, in San Diego or other parts of the United States, in San Antonio, Texas, or on the East Coast. Uh, I should tell you that every chairman of the Joint Chiefs, since we started the program, visited USC and was fully briefed on this program and also hosted a town hall meeting on our campus. In addition, USC, of course, known for uh, tech development, the film school, and all of this has sort of wound together in an institute that also has a veteran's focus of some sort, the Institute for... uh, Creative Technologies. Yes. Yes. What's that? Which collaborates with our School of Social Work. Uh, The Institute of Creative Technologies is fully funded by the United States Army. It's been in place now for 18 years. And the emphasis is to tap into the Hollywood talent and also into our cinema school and engineering school. And they develop uh, a virtual reality technology for simulation and training purposes. So with 3D avatars and uh, virtual reality, they can simulate any possible scenario. And one project that has been in place and it has become extremely successful for our veterans, is that it helps in going through a therapy process for veterans who suffer from PTSD. As part of the therapy, once they describe that experience in a graphic detail, then our experts at ICT, uh, they simulate that scenario for our veteran. So it's very personalized. And so they can experience it again and again and again in this virtual setting, not only in the visual and the audio, but also in the haptics. For example, if there is a bomb explosion as part of that experience, 
they can feel the vibrations of that explosion. And apparently when they go through these therapy sessions again and again and again, uh, it seems that is really helping and they get rid of the nightmares that they may have. Desensitizing them over time. Exactly. So this, we call it the Brave Mind uh, setting project. And it has been, this technology and this setting has been deployed to more than 100 military bases around the country and also in Europe, in Germany, and I believe will be deployed also in uh, Norway. Interesting. Of course, one can see the uh, tactical application for training, yes. but the right. fact that it could be used in a social work context. It's just wonderful. It's a new technology with 3D avatars, virtual reality, uh, to, to help the human condition. And one more thing, what, uh, what we found is that our veterans, they feel more comfortable sometimes explaining their experience in graphic detail when they are speaking to an avatar and not to a real person in this setting. Interesting. They are much more forthcoming and more graphic in their explanation. We talked about veterans' populations around the U.S. There's a huge one in Los Angeles County, and USC, a big presence right in the middle of the city. How have some of these programs on campus had a larger impact around L.A.? Well, I will say, unfortunately, one of the big issues we have in Los Angeles that also includes many of our veterans is homelessness. And therefore, uh, our university, with our School of Social Work taking the lead, uh, last year we announced the Homelessness Initiative, where we reach out to, uh, to the homeless uh, sh- uh, shelters, but also a number of other initiatives working with the county and the city to address this challenge. So this is really a very interdisciplinary and uh, on-campus, off-campus. Is USC dis- so distinctive in this, or are there other universities around the country that you see following a similar path? Well, there are many universities that they want to make an impact to society, not just USC. However, I, I should say, Chaz, that USC it has come a long way since you graduated from the university. <laughs> That's great. And as, as a veteran, uh, I, I'm proud to, uh, to, to have been watching that over the years. Max Nikias, president of uh, the University of Southern California, thanks so much for coming by. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.